Good afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the drive time, and I am going zero, zero miles per hour. Yes, I am stuck in the freeway, but I don't care because I use my time wisely, and I'm not even mad because uh, I get to read an email today. Well, not a, yeah, a Facebook comment, and it it's safe to do so. So, uh, whatever what happened earlier this week was the Women's March in Washington D.C. It was a movement of thousands of thousands of thousands of women with, um, with an agenda. And then my, my old neighbor, her name is Sarah, Sarah Wilkening posted something on her Facebook, which I think is a, a really good perspective, a balanced perspective, whether you're the, the pro-women's march movement or whether you're anti-women's march movement. I, I, think, I think there's some convicting truths here that uh, both sides ought to ponder and maybe even Maybe it'll inspire you. But the quote says this, quote, Peaceful protests and all their hysteria are a great exercise of freedom and do bring attention to causes, but let's not pretend like they usually cross any divides. It is not rare or impressive for like-minded people to come together. What is remarkable and worth celebrating is when people with opposite strong views can be friends, can refrain from shaming one another, can have intelligent discussions about differences, effectively express why we believe what we do, act civilly and decent about it, and come up with solutions together. Wouldn't we, we wouldn't be in this mess if more of that was happening. And then, quote, it says, quote, uh, Women's March, quote, Women's rights are human rights. And then Sarah replies, but the unborn don't count. It says, quote, unquote, unity. And Sarah replies, for only those who agree with 100% of your agenda. And then, uh, lastly, Sarah says, my values, along with a large percentage of all of, of other Americans, were not represented today. This movement was not about unification among all women. It's about the advancement of a very liberal agenda. And that's fine. But call it what it is, call it what it is. End quote. So I think that was I think that was a, a very challenging and um, and balanced perspective. Of course, I'm I am I recognize and confess I'm biased towards conservatism, and uh, I'm I'm always leery weary of of these these large large movements where people they, they seem like they're more angry about something than more lovingly pursuing some sort of solution. To a problem, to an epidemic that's that's that spans across the globe. So I haven't really, I haven't watched any videos actually. I haven't really looked into it. I looked at the mission statement and it talked about, it did talk about equality. But I just, I wonder. One of the things Sarah is, is trying to point out here is that this march was about women's rights are human rights. But then she had a good point, and I and I'm I'm wondering what the other side would say to this. She would she said. But the unborn don't count. Now, yeah, okay, that that could be a jab at them, but but they have. You've got to think about it. I mean, people who know how to do community were were there at that march. People who know how to love were at that march. Some very funny, some very intellectual, some very loving, some very warm, some very hospitable people all showed up to this march to be part of this agenda and to say and to champion women's rights, but. But what, what do you say to the unborn child 
who cannot defend themselves and who cannot speak for themselves and are, are completely defenseless, what do you say to that? Does, does, do they have any human rights? Or they have, do they have to be born to, to, to be protected by the rights? I mean, who's protecting them is, is what Sarah's trying to say. And also, there is this notion of unity, but is it really unity if, you'll, if it only applies to those who agree with 100% of, of their agenda? And it goes, that brings into the argument, um, this whole discussion of tolerance, this postmodern idea of tolerance of it's sort of this, it comes out in these phrases of, well, you better not push your views on me. What you believe is what you believe, and what I believe is what I believe, so don't shove your views down to me, and you ought to practice more tolerance. But, I mean, isn't, isn't the very idea of tolerance self-refuting? Because wouldn't a truly tolerant person be tolerant of intolerance? And they would say, well, I understand you're intolerant, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and tolerate that. But no, that's not the message. The message is, how dare you be intolerant of us? You ought to practice tolerance, because I can't tolerate you. So, I know that that that's not merely a semantic issue, um, but it is what it is. Someone's honking at us. It is what it is. Like you can't call, you can't preach tolerance and not stick your foot in your own mouth. You either accept all of it and you say, look, there's no right or wrong. I'm just going to let people do what they want to do. Or you stand up and you say, no, there's absolute right. There's absolute wrong. No matter how you feel, you cannot go and punch a baby in the face. No matter how you feel, you can't. No, you can't sleep with that dude's wife. No, no matter how you feel, you can't take that. That's not yours. But... It's like there's this truth that's embedded in all of us. Like there's things that are absolutely right and there are things that are absolutely wrong. We know this. No human being has to be taught that it is wrong to slap a baby in the face. But where where it gets really contradictory is when, no, it's, it's okay to... It's okay to take the life of a baby in a womb. I mean, it's not really a baby. It's like, okay, when, where do we draw this line here? So, I don't realize these things have been debated debated for such a long time because they're debatable and it, we need to engage more meaningfully on, um, in not such hateful venues. But, um, yeah. Okay, so now we're picking up speed because, um, just past the scene of the accident and that's another reason why I don't complain about traffic because I don't know what just happened on the street I, I just we just passed this car and it's mangled it's completely mangled and I don't know if anybody was hurt in there but and I just want to pray for that family Lord my heart breaks for the for that for whoever was in that car that just flipped over a few times and um Gosh, Lord, why do you allow those things to happen? But for whatever reason you allowed that to happen, would, would what was meant, um, what would happen as a, as a horrible situation, would you, would you speak to them in the midst of that mess? 
Would you give them the best doctors and the best medicine and the best hospital facilities to bring them back to to walking, uh, to thriving? I don't know, Lord. I'm, that was really sad to see back there. But uh, I want to pray. I want to pray that you, you inspire some some loving people to go be with them in the midst of that. I don't know who they are, but I but I pray that you bring some loving and hospitable people into their lives, regardless of who they are. All right. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Fabcasters, what, what were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, meaning, meaningfully engaging people. I, I don't care who I'm talking to. I don't care if they're a quote-unquote liberal or if they have an agenda. There are certain things I can bank on that just cut across every religion, every belief, every ethnicity, every every level of uh, socioeconomic status. There, there, there's things that everybody wants. Everybody wants to make sense of this life. And if they're humble enough, they'll say they don't have it figured out. The people that I'm most weary about are not these quote-unquote liberals. It's the, it's the religious church people who think they have it all figured out. They think they've arrived, and then they can't be taught. They, there, there is no more conversation. I'm, I'm more reluctant to engage with those people than I am to engage with somebody who's, who's out in the open with their, with their stuff. And even if they're, they're passionate about their, their agenda, and as long as they're willing to talk, I think there's, there's great opportunity to discuss and talk about real life things. And then I'm popping my, my golden question that I will ask to anybody, and that's so, so who's in your life that, that really loves you? Like who's your best friend? Like who knows everything about you and they love you anyways? Do you have anybody like that? Because I think that is the most non-threatening, honest-to-God question that I just, I just really want to know. And if, and if you would let me, then I'll, I would like to be in your life. But I, and I, I can also add to that that, and I, I got, a, I got very few friends in my life that know everything about me. But I'm so grateful for those. And um, I could always use one more friend. I mean, my struggles are so deep and so consistent. I'm constantly trying to expose my heart and, and to be surrounded with people who speak truth into my life. In fact, today at work, uh, three of us were sitting around, you know, making good use of our time. Actually, it's just office talk, but but we were we jumped on this bandwagon and we're talking about um, Scientology. We're talking about Tom Cruise, and I mouthed off something. I said. Isn't it crazy that, that L. Ron Hubbard just created this fiction book and then people took it serious? And then my friend Andy, he steps in right away and says, ah, actually, that's not true. Actually. And he starts to unpack the, the, the real history behind it. But that's what kind of friends I have in my life. That they wouldn't let me just run at the mouth and say something just so I could knock something down. But he's like, well, well here's the truth. Now, he didn't defend it. He, he, he did say it was uh, very, well, he said it was crazy. But he, he showed me how it is, and he showed me like the, the um, different levels. That you can look it up yourself. But uh, I have those kind of friends in my life who they just speak truth into my life. They, they call me out when I need to be called out. They put me on the spot because they know I'm not I'm not sensitive to the point where I, was, where I say, you're not my friend anymore. But I, I allow that, and I welcome that. 
So, all that to say, um, I'm glad we can talk about women's rights. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I have friends who are very insightful and challenging to the world, to um, to be a champion for conversation and for truth and for love. And um, at the same time, I, I'm, I'm thankful for for truth. The fact that it doesn't need to be defended. We just talk, and then truth will truth will speak for itself. All right. All right, Fabcasters, hope you enjoyed this discussion. I would like to see your thoughts about the Women's March. I'd like to see your thoughts about um, what you think about uh, the leadership of our country and the direction we're headed, and then something that you suggest as a way forward. I would love to hear that. All right? Talk to you guys later. Bye.